0: Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and sky, the heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to the Lord our Your majesty.
1: on this beautiful sunday morning it is wonderful to have you all here and welcome kids welcome to worship this morning now friends the peace of christ be with you all and let us greet one another good morning kiddos good morning good morning good morning morning. and now let's join in a moment of prayer Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning, and Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power as we worship you this morning. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you ready for a children's moment? Yeah! Yeah. Okay, all right. So I have a story to tell you. It's a really intense story. It's a story that comes from the Bible. Has anybody ever heard of anyone named Joseph in the Bible? Yes. Oh, you good Sunday school kids. You've heard of Joseph. What was that? He is. Oh my goodness. And you're thinking of even a different Joseph. Yeah. So here, this is, you are absolutely right. You are thinking about Joseph, who's the father of Jesus. And then there's also a Joseph in the Old Testament. Is that cool? In the Old Testament, there's also a Joseph. Have you heard about Joseph from the Old Testament? His dad gave him a really pretty jacket. Does that ring a bell? yes okay good well here's the thing his brothers didn't like him very much because there were some family issues they had some family issues in that family and his big brothers didn't like him very much and then one day his big brothers do you know what they did oh even worse any guesses yeah well pretty much so here's what they did they first they beat him up isn't that really mean they beat him up they almost killed him and then they sold him into slavery doesn't that sound terrible yes tears that is really sad and then they grew up and then but one day joseph had this gift where he could uh, he could understand people's dreams so he was able to uh you know help pay the the, where he had been sent into slavery in egypt he was huh yeah yes it's you're right So he went to the king of Egypt, and this is what happened with him, though. He said, you are, your dream is telling you that there is going to be a drought, which means that there's not going to be enough water. And so he was able to get them to store up lots of food during the good year so that when there was a drought, they would have enough food. And then one day his brothers came to him, and they didn't realize it was him because a lot of time had passed, and he looked a lot different because they were all older men by then. And his brothers came to them. And these are the same brothers that had once beat him up and sold him into slavery. and what do you think he did when his brothers came asking for food what do you think he did well let's get some other guesses there first he was mad okay I want some other guesses what would you have done if your brothers who sold you into slavery if they came back No. huh he would say no 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 food for you yeah what would you think he would say yeah exactly that's that's it that's what you would think but instead what taylor had said was actually right you know what he did he forgave his brothers he forgave his brothers and he gave all of his brothers the food that they needed and all of their families the food that they needed he gave everybody everything that they needed and helped them all to survive because he forgave his brothers forgiveness is a really important message in the bible have you learned that yeah what's up what a okay uh, that's a detail we're not going to talk about right now so <laughs> Taylor's filling in details that I'm leaving out apparently that's how you can tell who the pastor pastor's kid is sometimes so here is the thing Jesus tells us that we always need to forgive our siblings so look around Do you guys have siblings a lot of you have siblings or if not siblings maybe cousins Yeah, When we here's the thing. Jesus tells us we need to forgive our siblings. Do you know how many times he says we need to forgive our brothers and sisters? I mean, not quite that many times, but close. That's kind of what he's getting to. He says seven times, 70 times. And in another version of the Bible, it says 77 times. But a lot of times, he says we need to forgive. We need to remember to forgive our brothers and sisters. Forgiveness is so important. Do you know why we need to forgive one another? because God forgives us. You know when we make mistakes and God forgives us? We need to forgive our brothers and sisters, because Jesus first forgives us. All right, let's stand up and say a prayer. (laughs) Yeah, all right, let's say a prayer. Gather around. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today, and Lord, we ask you to help us to learn how to forgive. Bless us so that we can forgive others. We can even forgive our brothers and sisters when they make us angry. Bless us, Lord, with the power of forgiveness, because first you have forgiven us. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. You can go off to Sunday school.
0: Go, my children, with my blessing, never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. You are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with
1: my blessing. you Amen. And now if you have any announcements, you can come forward at this time and I will share a few announcements with you first as these folks are coming forward. And my first announcement, if you saw our emails uh, that it went out, uh, you know the sad news that our beloved brother in Christ, Bill Dougherty, passed away suddenly. It was complete and sudden. He had changed a light bulb and then he came in, sat down and Donna was in the kitchen. And then when she came, you know, came back into the room, he had just returned home to the Lord. So he did pass suddenly, and if you know Donna and Bill Doherty, the two of them were like this. They did everything together. They went to their doctor's appointments together. They they went you know grocery shopping together. They did everything. So Donna is going to need your prayers to get through this time of heartbreak. So definitely hold her in prayers. The funeral is going to be here on Tuesday at 11 a.m. So all are welcome to be here Tuesday at 11 a.m. for the funeral. I believe we will also have it streamed for anybody who prefers that. And then also we are, there are calling hours from 4 to 8, and I think it's Roth Funeral Home. That is in the obituary that's also on our Facebook page, from 4 to 8 on Monday night if you would like to go to the calling hours. And then I also have two other announcements for you, and the first announcement is that the annual reports are coming out this week. We were just waiting for the last couple ones to come in, and I think we have them all now, so that means we can email them out to you on Monday or Tuesday, and then we'll have them available for you to take home here on Sunday. And then my last announcement is, Debbie's going to talk about refugees, I'm pretty sure, in just a second. But I got to do something really amazing on behalf of this church. I joined together with the Kenton Clergy Association. And I got to go over to uh, one of the local hotels and feed eight families. We were able to bring a mobile food pantry to eight families, eight of our refugee families. And these are amazing families, uh, beautiful families that have come over from Afghanistan. And the one person who helped us organize this, just to give you a little bit of, information he was a trauma surgeon his English is perfect because he worked with American doctors for the past however many years Uh, but he was a trauma surgeon probably will be again uh, after a little while here but it was a blessing to be able to help these families and feed these families and I was able to do it on behalf of all of you so thank you for that
2: well thank you Pastor Elizabeth for doing that And um, I would like to call your attention to um, your bulletins to the journeys and donation lists. Uh, We are participating, some of us from Zion, in a program with um, the UCC churches around Western New York. Uh, We are eventually going to be a sponsor for a family that's going to be arriving. And um, what we are doing now is collecting items that they will be able to use when um, they move into their housing so i um, listed some things that we still are looking for as far as donations they don't need to be brand new unless they are toiletry items and i didn't put too many of those um, on this list but everything else could be gently used if you have any of those items please um, see me you can bring them to church and um, let me know that they are here and i will be happy to
3: accept them Thank you. Good morning. Um, I just want to make attention, call your attention to that we are still collecting 2022 calendars. Uh, We've been taking them over to the VA hospital, and their hope is that each room would have a calendar. There is a box in the narthex for wall-sized calendars. That's what they're looking for. So I appreciate if you keep that in mind. Also, last week and the week before, the kids in Sunday school made Valentines for the vets. I took those over on Sunday of last week and they were absolutely thrilled to receive them. I did tell them they were from the Zion Sunday School. So thank your children for that also. And then I am collecting the palms that were passed out for uh, Palm Sunday last week. Sorry, last year. And uh, March 2nd is going to be our Ash Wednesday service. And uh, if you can bring your palms in, I have a bag in the choir room to collect them. And then uh, they'll be burned and made into ashes for this year. Thank you. Good morning.
2: Uh, Just a reminder, the uh, exercise class that is being hosted by the
1: health ministry team is this Saturday. The sign-up sheet is on the front
2: board. Uh, with everything that you would need to bring with you. It is free. We already have people that are from 90 years old down to into their 40s, but all ages are welcomed, so please sign up. Uh, We also have the following week a class sponsored by the Erie County Health Department, which Sally will tell you a little bit more about. So
1: on March 5th, there's a class that will be held here. The sign up again is in the hallway um, from the health department regarding the current opiate epidemic in the community. Um, It'll be, she gives quite a exhaustive history of how all of this happened here. And also everyone would receive um, a Narcan kit, which is if you don't know what that is, it is used to help reverse an opiate overdose. So everybody will be taught how to use that and to have that with them. Um, this is a, obviously a nationwide problem, but also in our community is a very large issue that we have, and it really is important that everybody in the community be involved and learn about it. So please sign up. And now let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, We light this candle, and Lord, we pray for peace. We pray for peace that surpasses all human understanding. We pray for peace in our lives, and we pray for peace in this world. May we be instruments of your peace. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen.
0: sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. Please join for the opening litany. Let us begin this time of worship with centering prayer. Lord, help me to relax. Take from me the tension that makes peace impossible. Take from me the fears that do not allow me to venture. Take from me the worries that blind my sight. Help me to know that I am, you. that I am in your care, that, I am in your love. that you and I are one. Lord, help me to you. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ, I think upon your sacrifice, you became nothing, poured out to death. Many times I've wondered at your gift of life, and I'm in that place once again. place once again. Once again I look upon the cross where you died. I'm humbled by your mercy and I'm broken inside. Once again I thank you. Once again I to the On the cross where you die, I'm humbled by your mercy And I'm broken inside Once again I thank you Once again I pour out my life Thank you for the cross cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Thank Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross, my friend. Once again, I look upon the cross where again, I thank you. Once again, I pour out my love.
1: Amen. we have two readings this morning our first reading comes from genesis chapter 45 so you want to make your way to the first book in the bible the book of genesis the 45th chapter we are going to read the first 15 verses now this goes along with the story that i told the kids i'll give you guys even a little bit more of the details as we talk about it in the message but I do want to tell you how my daughter knows random facts about this story, I, that this is not because I've gone over this story with her. It's because of Sunday school. Sunday school, and honestly, Dunkirk probably plays a part in that too. I know they go over some of their Sunday school messages too. Uh, if, you know, So the kids being in Sunday school, they learn so much. We have such amazing teachers that the kids, they learn the story, but they also learn the meaning behind the story. So I just want to take a moment to say that. And now, friends, if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord in this story of Joseph, please say amen, Amen. starting with verse 1. "'Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all those who stood by him, "'and he cried out, "'Send everyone away from me.' "'So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. "'And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it, "'and the household of Pharaoh heard it. "'And Joseph said to his brothers, "'I am Joseph. Is my father still alive?' But his brothers could not answer him, so dismayed were they at his presence. And then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer, and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent me before you to preserve life. "...for the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest... God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant of the earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen." Goshen, And you shall be near me, you and your children and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there since there are five more years of famine to come so that you and your household and all that you have will co- will not come to poverty. And now your eyes... And the eyes of my brother, brother Benjamin, see that it is my own mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father how greatly I am honored in Egypt, and that all have seen and all that you have seen, hurry and bring my father down here and Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck, and he wept while Benjamin wept on his neck, and he kissed all of his brothers, even the ones who betrayed him. he kissed all of his brothers and wept upon them and after this his brothers talked with him and now friends please move to the new testament let's make our way to the new testament to the gospel of luke we will read from the sixth chapter and we will read verses 27 through 38 this sixth chapter is a chapter that you will want to spend more time reading than we're going to read in church. I'll tell you that uh, we do not have enough time to cover all that Jesus talks about here by any means, and so I want to make sure that you know that this these verses that we're reading. I recommend that you go home and read them over, even if you were in Bible study, so you've already read them. Go home and read them over and meditate over these words because these words of Jesus are powerful. These words of Jesus can change the way that we think about the world that we interact in the world so believe me friends and I tell you that whether you're here or you're home after the service is over spend time in this word spend time reading these words we will not cover them today nearly as much as I would like to I just felt like a 40-minute sermon might be a little bit too much for you guys <clears throat> starting with verse 27 but I say to you that listen <clears throat> love your enemies do good to those who hate you Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. "...and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned." Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to God. God.
0: can wash away my sin.
1: And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit. Bless us with your power. Bless us with your love as we worship you today. Lord, bless the words of our mouths and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say while we are here in this place and out there in this world can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. So the story of Joseph is one of the greatest stories in the Old Testament and truth be told it's one of the greatest stories of all time. It is a great and a powerful story but I want to make sure that you all know exactly what the story of Joseph is all about. Maybe it's been a while since you've been in Sunday school. Maybe you don't remember all the stories super well so I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background. So Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob. Jacob is the one who was renamed Israel. He was the 11th son of jacob but he was also jacob's first son with his wife, Rachel. Now this is important because if you remember the story of Jacob and his wives, he had two wives, but he only wanted one wife. He only wanted to marry the woman who he saw and he fell in love with instantly. And that was Rachel. He saw her. He loved her. He went and asked her father for uh, to be able to marry her. And his father said, okay, yes, but you have to work for me for however many years. So he did that. But then Rachel's father, Laban, was a very sneaky man and basically he sneakily yeah you know the details there was a a little bit of intimacy that was not Exactly, holy that happened in a moment. And Laban basically snuck Leah in and made Jacob marry Leah, who was Rachel's older sister, before he could marry Rachel. A whole bunch, there was so much family issue in that family to begin with. And so Jacob ended up with two wives, with sisters, Leah and Rachel. You know, they talk about sister wives in different communities. Well, these two were actually sisters, only they ended up resenting each other because, of course, of course Jacob loved Rachel the most but then is the one who was able to have kids it was many years before Rachel could have kids so you can just imagine all of the drama they didn't need any kind of you know sitcoms or any kind of drama shows back then to get that, this kind of drama they made it on their own so there was all this drama And so eventually, Rachel was able to have children. And eventually, she had her son, Joseph. So of course, Jacob loved her son, Joseph, so much because Joseph was the son of Rachel. And then she ended up having another son named Benjamin, who was Joseph's youngest son. But then she actually died while in childbirth, giving giving birth to Benjamin. You know, this was a long time ago. And so there was a lot of drama in this family. There was a lot of family dynamic that weren't so great. And we learned in the Old Testament that we should never have a favorite child, okay? I'm looking at a couple of you guys with your first child. I'm gonna tell you the Old Testament, one of the most important stories in the Old Testament, if we pay attention to all these themes, never, ever, ever have a favorite child. It will be disastrous if you have a favorite child. Love your children in different ways, of course, but the same, love them all equally with the same fierceness, let them all feel so loved. Because when one sibling feels more loved than the others, and when other siblings feel less loved than the one, it doesn't end well. The Bible stories will tell us it never, ever, ever ends well, okay? Just trust me on that. And so here's what happened with Joseph. He was the beloved son, and then his brothers knew it, and then he told his brothers about this dream he had, how one day they would all bow down to him. Do you think his big brothers liked when he said, one day you're all gonna bow down to me according to my dream? They did not like that at all. So really, they they basically tried to kill him, and then you know, one of them ended up selling him to slavery, and then they told his father that, that he was killed, and that he was eaten by some beasts and everything, and And so then his father mourned him. So all of this terrible stuff happened. And then Joseph gets sold into slavery. He then ends up getting imprisoned at some point too. But then Joseph has this gift. Joseph has the ability to interpret dreams. And this gift ends up being a very important one. And people learn, even when he's in prison, people learn that he has this gift to interpret dreams. And so he ends up making his way up the ladder in Pharaoh's kingdom until finally he starts to interpret Pharaoh's dreams. And and he finds out that there's one really important dream Dream that pharaoh has that he interprets and he says you know this dream that you're having is that there's going to be a seven-year drought that's going to happen a seven-year drought and it is going to be severe but the good news is that there will be seven good years before that drought so joseph said you know pharaoh we need to store up as much food as possible during those seven good years so that we can survive the seven years of drought so joseph makes all of it it makes his way all the way up into pharaoh's house until he is this powerful man and time goes by joseph's no longer the young teenager that he was when he irritated his big brothers he's now a grown man in a position of power and his brothers have long forgotten him his brothers have basically assumed that he must be dead somewhere by now so much time has passed until his brothers who are living in the land of canaan we also we often call it canaan but in the land of canaan they're living in the land of canaan and then they did not have somebody to interpret this dream for them so they did not store up food and so they're starving and they're watching their livestock start to diminish and so they heard that there had been food that had been stored up in Egypt. So these brothers, the sons of Jacob, the sons of Israel, they traveled to Egypt to go to Egypt and to go to Pharaoh's house and to say, is there any way that we can have food from you? Can we purchase with what we have left? Can we can we give you wives? Can we do anything in order to gain some food for you? Otherwise, we are all going to die. But when they come face to face with a person that they have to ask for food, they don't realize that who is standing in front of them? Joseph, their brother, the one who they had beaten and then sold into slavery. It is their brother and they don't recognize Joseph. He has changed so much. He's no longer that annoying bratty little brother that he once was. He has grown, he has changed, he has grown into a man of power. They do not recognize him at all but he knows who they are this is where the amazing part of this story comes in this is where this is one of the most amazing powerful stories of all time his brothers come to him he holds it together he does not hold it together at the end but at that moment he holds it together and here's actually the one little interesting thing he tests his brothers we, we didn't read about it now, but he tests his brothers. He wants to make sure that his brothers have changed, that they're no longer mean, vindictive, you know, angry teenagers that they once were. So he tests his brothers, just these little tests, just to see if they really have changed and, and grown. And after these little tests, he learns that they have changed. This is an important thing, you know. Even before he fully forgives them, he he makes sure that they're no longer the same people that they once were. He makes sure that they have grown, that they have learned from their mistakes. And and he witnesses that they've changed. And, And then when they come back, instead of being vindictive... Instead of being angry and vengeful, instead of you know, being like, oh, you sold me into slavery, now you all go and die. you know, He could have maybe brought his father and his little brother, Benjamin, who did no harm to him. He could have brought the two of them and their families back to Egypt and provided for them and let the others starve. He could have done that. Many people would have done that. Many people would have been like, you think I'm going to help you after all you did to me? No way, no how. He could have done that but that's not what he did he revealed who he was and he forgave his brothers all of them he forgave his brothers because he realized that they weren't the teenagers that they once were he forgave his brothers he kissed each and every single one of them he embraced each and every single one of them Even those who had beat him, even those who had sold him into slavery, even those who had left him for dead, he hugged them, he embraced them, and he forgave them. Before we even get into this next part now i'm going to tell you what i always tell people when we talk about forgiveness there is a difference between forgiveness and boundaries this is something that i always say if, if you find yourself an abusive relationship if you know somebody else who is in an abusive relationship there is a difference between forgiveness and boundaries you don't just keep forgiving somebody if they're harming you physically not at all and there's a difference between forgiveness and boundaries and i also like you did you pay attention to what joseph did he actually made sure that his brothers had changed before he fully forgave them That's a part that we often skip over in this story. But he had done that. But I want you to just think for a moment. Is there anybody in your life that you're struggling to forgive? I'll confess, there was somebody that it took me years to forgive. There is somebody that it took me years to work through the pain that they had caused me. There is somebody in my life who it took me through years of counseling and and therapy and, and working through things before I could get to that point where I was ready to forgive them. It took years of seeing that they had, in fact, changed before I could allow myself to forgive them. But eventually it got there. And here's what I learned. That moment that I got to that point of forgiveness, a weight came off my shoulders. That moment that I came to this this point where I was ready to forgive, there was no longer this anger in my heart that I had been holding on to. There is a weight that can be lifted for us when we forgive. So what I want us to think about before we switch gears to our New Testament reading, which I'll wrap up quickly, but before we switch gears, I want us to think for a moment, is there anybody who maybe did something to us that was not nearly as bad as what Joseph's brothers did to him that we are struggling to forgive? Is there somebody in our life who maybe did something petty? Maybe they just did us wrong. Maybe they lied to us. I can't stand when people lie to me, by the way. You can tell me the truth about everything. Just don't lie to me. You know, that's my kind of theory. You know, is there somebody that you're struggling to forgive that didn't do half of what Joseph's brothers did to him? So here's the thing, Jesus, when we make our way into the New Testament, Jesus tells us that every kind of basic instinct that we have, you know, that that vengeance, that, that anger that rises in us, the, the only doing good to those who, who do good to you, all of that stuff, Jesus tells us that we need to rise above all of that, and we need to do more, we need to do better, we need to, to be a different kind of level uh, of, of behavior, we need to have a different kind of level of behavior, than everybody else. Jesus challenges us as we move our way into the New Testament with this reading, which is one that you need to spend time in. I do not have nearly enough time to cover this today, nor will I even attempt to, but spend time in this chapter of the Gospel of Luke. It is good, and it is powerful, and it is full of advice. But Jesus tells us that when we have anger that's fueling inside of us, we need to rise above that anger and learn how to let that anger go. Jesus tells us that, that when somebody has harmed us and we have that desire to retaliate against that person, we need to rise above that desire to retaliate. We need to rise above and we need to find a path to a better way. Jesus tells us that when we are refusing to forgive because that anger is so strong within us, when we refuse to forgive because we want to hold on to that anger, Jesus says we have to rise above all of that. We have to rise above that anger. And we have to learn to let it go in everything that we do in life. Jesus challenges us to rise above, to find a better way. I actually have several examples here that I'm not going to share with you right now because I'm realizing that time is is ticking, that it's getting a little bit late. But I don't think you need examples. Friends, read the words that Jesus said. Forgive, for your heavenly Father has forgiven you. Give. Give. Not just to those who are going to give to you. Give even to those who, who you know will never repay you. Do good, not because you're going to get anything in return. Not because anybody's going to praise you for it. Do good just because it's the right thing to do. Jesus challenges us to rise above these natural emotions and these natural instincts and to love more and to forgive more and to bless more. Jesus challenges us to do more. Anybody who ever tells you that following Jesus is easy is lying to you. It's not easy. We have to challenge ourselves. We have to challenge ourselves to rise above like Joseph did. We need to challenge ourselves to rise above that anger. We need to challenge ourselves to rise above and to forgive. We need to challenge ourselves to do better. Does anybody want to challenge themselves to be a little bit more like Jesus today? I'm going to ask that question one more time. Anybody want to challenge yourself to do better? Following Jesus isn't easy but it literally is life-changing. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today, Lord, knowing that we require your forgiveness and that others require ours. We come to you today, Lord, knowing that we need to bless those who curse us. We need to do good to those who cannot return that good to us. We come to you, Lord, knowing that we need to rise above all of these basic uh, behaviors that we have and better follow you. Help us, Lord, to follow you. Bless us with the power of forgiveness and the power of love and the power of mercy. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior It is now time for our tithes and offerings.
0: Give thanks with a grateful heart, give thanks to the Holy One, give thanks.
1: Together, gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May You bless these gifts and use them to do Your will. Through Christ, we pray. Amen.
0: Savior, I come. Quiet my soul, remember Redemption till the way your blood was spilled For my ransom Everything I once held dear cross where your love poured out. Bring me to my knees, Lord, I lay me down. Rid me of myself, I belong to you. Oh, lead me, lead me to the cross. as I, tempted and tried, human, would became flesh for my sin and to my knees, Lord, I lay me down, rid me of myself, I belong to you.
1: go forth with forgiveness and mercy and love in your heart. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.